Welcome to the Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On the Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction. We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, homeownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care. All right. Uh, hello and welcome, everyone, to yet another episode of the Joe Contractor Show. Um, Lori and Merrick and I are here. Hi, guys. Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Guys. Uh, yeah, so how are things going? What do we got? Good. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, Don't jump in at once. You know, yeah, you. just you know, feeling the weight of being a small business owner right now. Are you? But especially after leaving town and... Now I'm back in town and everything's screaming. So. Yeah, we know what that's all about. I just did the same thing. Oh, you took a vacation. Uh, you yeah. can't do that. I know. Who thinks <laughs> they can go out of town? I did. It's been a long time. But Yeah, you own a business. You can't go right. out of town take time off. Um, plus it's spring. Yeah, or at least is it? they tell us it is. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't quite feel like spring yet. It's like uh, more like November or something, late fall. Yeah, it's not like spring in Florida and Georgia. No. Or Panama. No. (laughs) There are places nicer than Minnesota right now, I'm sure. Right. But remember, we will have a scorching hot summer coming our way soon. Yay. Yeah, which you love. Right, Sam? Yeah. (laughs) Can't handle it. I'm the guy who goes from, God, it's too cold, to uh, I can't stand this heat. You know, I'm sweating and I hate it and I'm miserable. But whatever. But for those of you that don't know, it's barely gotten above 50 all year. And we had getting down into the freezing temperatures every night until I think even last night. Yeah, we'll be heading into May. Yeah. Yeah. Tail end of April. I guess the lakes up north are still quite covered. But anyway, all right. Well, there's our little introduction. People are bored already. So let's. um, (laughs) (laughs) We lost our audience. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Um, let's introduce our guest. Uh, guest, I'm going to let Merrick do it today, since you yeah. invited him. He's yeah. your problem. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I'm I'm proud to have uh, Tom Sywick from Sywick Lumberyard here. Uh, I've known Tom for many years now. I I do a lot of uh, exterior trim carpentry um, work on older homes and. There's not really another place in town I can reliably go and get these uh, obscure moldings and things like that. Yep. So, um, so I spent a lot of time there, and Tom and I have built a relationship over the years and done some cool projects together. So, and it's a family business, so I thought that would be kind of an interesting twist on the whole thing. So, of course. Welcome. Well, Tom, you've got the uh, distinction of being our first guest, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Say hi. Today or forever. For, for in the entirety of this show yeah, so nice. far. Well, I'm, I'm our first honored guest on this particular show. To be that person yeah. and just to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Merrick. Laurie, for being here. It's great. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a good time. we got lots of things we're going to go over and share with you today. Good. Good. Yeah, we don't... Um, well, we haven't really established what we do with guests since... So, I, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this goes, but uh, we should have fun with it. We'll, so. st- we'll start the protocol. Yeah, we'll, we'll set Here a precedent for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, no pressure. No pr- <laughs> <laughs> oh, what have we done? Um, so, hi, Tom. Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about Cywix. Cywix Lumber, here? like you said, uh, first and foremost, we feel like we're a family business that provides, you know, these great products and great services that are, we feel are unique to the industry. Yes, we got a full lumber yard, but we have so many specialties, which are including, you know, specialty moldings that we 
make ourselves in stock. We can custom make them, but our thing is have it there ready to go so there's no time delay. You can come in and get moldings that nobody else has anywhere that we stock. Um, so like historic? Historic. Stock. Yep. Yep. That was one of our first babies we did back in this early 70s, 80s. We yeah, and you're still it. milling on site. Yep. Yeah, yep. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. And custom milling, too. If I if I have a piece of molding they don't carry, they yeah, can you'll make cut it knives for, for it and make yeah, it. Yeah, we can yep. source it and make knives and do everything. Sweet. Yep. Yeah, when you can't line. find anything, we always go to Cywix. And when they need everything else, too. Yeah, and when you're looking for weird stuff that, you know, crap yeah. you never see anywhere, right. you're like, right. oh, God, I, I didn't realize I need a pallet of four foot long uh, pieces of cedar with, yeah. with <laughs> holes drilled in them in weird spots. Right. Yeah, no, that's a great thing. That's a great thing. We, we're great to be glad to be known by that yeah. as well yeah. as everything else, right? We need both. You, you need do need both. Products, yeah. um, and I think it makes a visit to Cywix really fun, actually. Like, I always look forward to going up to Cywix, and, you know, I don't have occasion to get up there very often anymore. Um, but when I do, I'm like, well, I'm going to spend, you know, it's sort of like a destination yeah. for me. I'll yeah. spend quite a Great. bit of time. I even have clients that'll say, oh, have you met, have you been to Cywex? Yeah. I just go hang out there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, they don't it's know what anything is, but yeah. they like it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got um, you've got a really wide selection of good quality tools and stuff too that you sell out of there. We are a Milwaukee specialist. We're actually the biggest Milwaukee dealer, independent Milwaukee dealer in Minnesota for five straight years. Yeah. Um, we just do a good job. We're you know Milwaukee is a it's a great business to be in business with because they're just they understand the small business and they're very good at it and they've made a big focus on it. Where a lot of big companies they don't care about the little guy. But yeah, they've done did, a good job. When I mean, when did this start for Milwaukee? Because they weren't always the best little hand tool around. It was it Cor- was Makita. Makita right forever. First. Yep, Milwaukee had their world right, and they had their uh, sawzall. Yeah, and they had their high quality, and they really truthfully watched what Dewalt did. Right, they yeah. went out and they branded themselves Black and Decker branded them Dewalt, and saw that they could to make all these different tools. Milwaukee looked at it and said, "I want to do that." But they were smart enough not to jump into it. They spent they eight eased into years. It. No, they no, they went eight years huh. of just research okay. before they actually came out with their competitive line, and so they went all in. And they, so that was smart. And they kicked butt too. Exactly, and I they mean, keep they, developing, and they're just phenomenal at listening. We get uh, people from their R and D team, from their management team, salespeople that come to you once as a, a store. year. And we have a meet with a contractor, an industrial user, a homeowner in sessions once a year. Yep. The last eight years, been eight years. It took them eight years. It's been eight years, and they listen. They listen. They listen. They listen, and that's how they got where they're at. It's funny because it um, it took me a while, but now I'm envious of people with the full Milwaukee line because you know once you pick a battery, right? Yeah. Once you pick a platform, you're, you're in. stuck. Yeah, you know, right. which and is not the way it used to be because they recorded, so you'd mix it up. But now you yeah. pick your platform, and yeah. Milwaukee really is they're they're the cutting edge. They're coming out the fastest with the like the trim nailers now. You can't find them at, with everybody all the platforms, but yeah. Milwaukee has them. Well, and they're I mean it, it ranges through everything. Their plumbing tools are nicer mm-hmm. than everybody else's. Yeah. You know, not that I do plumbing. No, but the electricians <laughs> and I might jump in there. How about the garage guy, you well, know, with the uh, car shop. They right. got everything for them. They got yeah. it's everywhere. I mean, yeah. the plumbers and electricians are really who put them on the map. Cuz yeah. if you were, you were a plumber cutting holes right, yeah. through studs, mm-hmm. yeah, you I'm had sure. used one of used mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. If you were an electrician, those guys were always using those. Yeah. And they really it, catered to them. Does anyone well. remember when Panasonic made a really good? Oh, yeah. yeah, they were they they were the first ones. <laughs> they were the first ones. Yeah, they yeah. were. To have a reliable battery and a appliance guy comes to my house. I'm like, Makita, I What's think that? was first. I would say Makita. Yeah, Makita. Uh, I think was my first. stepfather had an old blue Makita from 1960 something or 70s. I mean, it was it's old yeah. old stuff. But then Panasonic came by. They came up with the nicest one for a while. Mm-hmm. I would say. I got you. I yeah. I don't, I don't know for I sure the so. history there. We well, us two experts say it was Panasonic. Yeah, well, the right, other two experts are Over saying here. no. <laughs> I, I, just, I think those old Milwaukee, I think, I, I agree, but I think those old Makitas were useless. Their batteries just They drained. were NICAD batteries, and they did not have any real torque. or anything. I would disagree with that, even. <laughs> My no, but first not by screw gun was a Makita that I used probably 10 years. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. And I never had to buy batteries. 
Well, okay. I know every every construction Maybe guy one. I knew Maybe as a one. kid had Makita. Yeah. They were the only handheld drill and screw yeah. gun that yeah. anyone yeah. had. Tom, they can't see you shaking your head, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. Let's now, don't with, ask us well, what, we lost the second half of our audience. With Milwaukee's the, the, the tool to buy. Let's stick with that. Now, yep. it I, is, though. That's yep. the thing, and it kind of drives mm-hmm. me crazy because, I mean, this isn't like a... This show isn't intended to be a sales forum, but if anyone wants a set of Makita tools, I'm ready to sell. I'll, I can have my old <laughs> set because I'm ready to switch over to Milwaukee or to, uh, yeah, to Milwaukee. We have a trade-in option. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. How about for stuff that doesn't work? Um, yeah, we'll trade them in for nothing. Oh, yeah. cool! That's a great. We have a, we have a you don't want your shit anymore drop off program. Yeah, it's a big metal box behind the. It says behind well, the mill. You know, I mean, yeah, the batteries don't work and it don't have a whole kit. But I got we donate them really mostly huh. all our trade ins. We donate oh, them to sure. Habitat or or um, Urban Homeworks or places like that that have volunteers and stuff. And if they get enough different tools, they can kind of put something together. Right. Yep. Oh. Yeah, oh so, yeah, and I know, have like. You know, seven or eight working batteries and the full suite of tools that all work well. Mm-hmm. I'm just sort of like the Milwaukee stuff is really nice. That's yeah. that's where I'm at. Like, you can mix great. and match. You can. I'm not really going to get rid of it. I say that, but I hold on to things forever. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll be convinced of it here. Um, yeah. Great, great tangent. You know Good. what I like is. Um, if if our audience, if our listeners didn't know it, um, we're not sponsored by Milwaukee. So there you go. That was all a free plug for Milwaukee. So Milwaukee, if you're listening, you're welcome. (laughs) We just sold you a bunch of tools you owe us. I'll take a a set of tools. Um, But anyway, no, you guys, I I noticed that when I go in there. When I first started going to Cywix, it was, I didn't realize what a gem it was. I'll say that. Um, because there's other good stores. What was the one in, in St. Paul that was Seven Corners? Seven Corners, Corners, yeah. It was a great place. That was Wonderful. a lot of fun. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just didn't know what I had found when I found Cywex the first couple yeah. of times. I thought, well, this is kind of a chaotic mess a little bit. There's stuff everywhere. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, it's changed a lot since you first went yeah. there, too. But it... but. But fortunately, that part hasn't changed. I re- yeah. it, that's my first impression when I went in there. It was like, oh gosh, what is all of this stuff? And you know, and then I realized, oh, you've got really fantastic stocks of wood. You've got all the trim that you can't find anywhere else. You've got good tools. So you know, yeah, it it didn't take me long to come around. I just remember that our theory of specialties has been great in our special buys. And when we used to put the box on the floor that you couldn't get through the aisle, the messy, messy chaotic days. Yeah, we thought that was a good play, right? Hey, what's that box doing there? That must be a deal. You know? <laughs> right. We realize that a little bit of more organization can still go a long ways and still bring that cool items so to, you're the, to the play. Like fourth generation, is that right? I'm third. Third generation. Yep. So did did grandpa was did he come yep. up with the whole boxes on the floor? Let's no, that was my dad. Game. Okay. That was my dad. So my grandpa many years ago started the company. Yeah. Nineteen thirty three. You know what's going on in nineteen thirty three? Yeah, depression. Like, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. very depressing depression. Yeah. And nobody was working and, and, and nobody had a job. And he worked for the railroad, got laid off, and um, he, needed, he needed money. So he started taking up our boxcars per the permission is what you could do in those days. The old, all boxcars made out of wood. Who, right. You know? Right. Made out of wood. Yep. Traveling down the road, 60 miles an hour. And you could take them apart when they were rotting and stuff. And he took them apart. And then he would um, pick up coal falling off the trains go into the NSB plant or the coal plant, and he would box it up and pedal it and pedal it for firewood. Yeah. And that's how he lived for like six, seven, eight years, walking around, picking up scrap wood and selling firewood, which a basic necessity, right? Right. What yep. do you got? I mean, oil was barely coming in. People had coal furnaces. They had wood-burning stoves. It's amazing that someone, Smart guy. you know, in his 20s with a two, three kids coming, you know, right. um, trying to do that. And then the war came and the boom, the boom. And uh, after the war, that's the war boom, not the boom after our bus. That was a different year. <laughs> but the boom after the war where GIs came back and people yep. started building homes and houses and garages and cabins and all that. And that's when my dad was growing into age. 
and he kind of developed the whole lumberyard business portion of it. Okay. Is he the oldest then? Yes. Yep. Yeah, because they didn't mm-hmm. let anyone but the oldest uh, do anything back in the day. I know this because well, I'm not was. the oldest. <laughs> and it, it changed my preferred. generation. Yeah, yeah. But, the, you know, the, you really only cared about the oldest son. Tom, and are you the oldest? Son. No, I'm the seventh. <laughs> yeah, I'm see, the seventh of eight. later wow. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got a dynamic family. <laughs> they, right. let, they let you in, huh? Reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> are, they, are they questioning it still? No, no. No, <laughs> no it's all good. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, the, the Depression. Um, you know, people did all sorts of crazy stuff back then just to get through. I yeah. mean, you know, the good old days, right? But, like, we, we all have it so easy by comparison. I mean, Literally. Yeah. So how many kids did he have um, besides your dad? My, my grandpa? Yeah. Uh, Five. And did they all go into, or just the oldest? Nope, just the oldest. Just the oldest. Yep. Yeah, the other ones are just a footnote. In the, I'm just kidding. Two, two I'm just kidding. Three, and three <laughs> You're going to get evil eye when you go in there to pick up some molding. I know. I'm going to get a hate and mail And did any of the girls in the next generation go into it? Of course, I want to know that. Yeah, so we, I have four sisters, older, four brothers. Bang, bang, right, in a row. Okay. You know why we had four girls first, my dad would always say? Babysitters, right? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so my my oldest sister in the in in my dad had also some apartment buildings, and she did real estate. She was groomed by the time she was five years old that she was going to run their apartment management. And cool. she was eighteen, and she's just just thinking about hanging it all, you know, getting it all taken care of now. She's just got a few buildings left, and she's all in that. But she's always been uh, on our board and part of our decision making. Very smart person, woman that. Um, was always involved all the way through until my dad's passing. Okay. Five years ago. Okay. And then I got three other sisters. One's a nurse, one's a partier. Sherry, <laughs> we love her. She's in Vegas. And uh, she's You're a, all envious. Yeah, she's, she's the best. And then my sister Mary worked at a lumberyard for a long time and worked in Jordan, and her and her husband were very involved. And she was a truck driver for us, and a lot of, lot of, good things from her in the business cool yeah um you got any kids i got four yeah almost forgot do you make them work (laughs) just two of them yeah Yeah. just two of them the other two are um doing other things okay (laughs) i've got three kids so if they were my kids i'd have said something mean right there you know like the the other two are too soft (laughs) i I really expect very little out of those two but No, but you can't say things about your family on a show. I get yeah. it. So I got a son and a daughter. My oldest son and my youngest. My daughter's the youngest. Awesome. Three boys and a girl. And both two boys and a girl. Three boys and a girl. Three. And boys you said and two are working there. Yeah, the oldest son and my daughter. Do they love working under you? I uh, don't look at it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm awesome to work for, obviously. Oh, I'm sure. But uh, Alex is is a genius uh, woodworking wise. He took over our entire woodworking molding department so he does it all and the things he does with a computer to make molding would boggle my dad and my grandpa's minds because what do you need a computer for to make moldings hello but trust me you do and i don't know how to even begin to start doing it cad programs you know lasers grinders calibrations (laughs) it's like what in the blazes where did he get this this from but he's got it and uh, does a really good job with it yeah so he's, he's in that field. So we're not, you know, he runs that whole part. And so three boys and a girl. So I, I mean, it's clear that one of them's your favorite. <laughs> Why would that be clear? <laughs> I have two boys and a daughter. Oh well, obviously, you know, I, I, I know. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I know how it works. It. Like yeah. one of them is your favorite, and you know it. Understood. I know you're not supposed to say that, but come on, let's be fair. We get it. The little girls, you can't help it. Yeah, yeah and so, she's working out there too. So. Yeah, yeah, she's very involved in the. She, she's a she's a management person. She's she can see globally, yeah. where I'm a business owner that still thinks I'm a salesman, right? So I seem well, to important. spend all my time selling, but not as much running the business as I like. And she sees it differently. She can see the whole thing happening. Yeah, you know what every touch point in the company is, and I, I see that for her. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. And has mm-hmm. it always been at the same location? Our company? Yeah. Uh, since 1947. Yeah. Yeah, it moved. It was so in, pretty much over on East Hennepin for like 12 years back when it was in between like in the 30s to 47 right after the war when my dad started getting he was still 16 at the time but i mean just started going towards the building material side they moved from 
He's kind of been right. There's a brewery there now, right across from the Waterworks place, right oh, yeah. before you get to 35. Sure. And yeah. that building that's there, the Hennepin Avenue used to be just two lanes, right? Like every street. Now it's right. huge. Well, our, where we were was kind of in the street, basically. Yeah. Where it would be now. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, things change, but you've been at that location. Yeah, and we've expanded. Ago. You know, we've got a place in Jordan. and uh, Yeah, what's, what's that place? So, okay, we were going back to my grandpa. Then my dad starts the lumber, you know, lumber side of the things. And me and my brother, David, my older brother, you know, grew in the business. And as long as my brother, Ken, too, who's not in the business anymore. He's in Florida. Hi, Ken. Um, so, uh, he's our third listener. We got, yeah. we got three of them. They're all somebody. This one. We'll get more. We'll get more. But yeah, he's, they could tell somebody, right? Yeah. So, uh, Dave and I did most of the business and Dave is a lumber guy and can sell anything. He's genius. As far as that goes, he's sell, sell, sell. And he can, he's great. He's a surplus buyer. He bought a lot of our surplus and closeouts and that was a big thing yeah, for him. Cool. I kind of focus on the hardware and the millwork. Once my brother Ken left a few years back, and I, I'm on the millwork now, and, and so we did that for a long time, and then we bought a place in Jordan. Jordan was all about, um, we had a storage yard down the street from our main yard that we sold a lot of industrial and grading lumber, and that was all done for low-grade lumber, right? Number three, number four grade. Well, as we all know, unfortunately to say, the quality of lumber isn't the same as it used to be. Oh, you're right? telling me. It, 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 yeah. They love the live edge these days. Uh, not in the right places. <laughs> in the right places. So in the 70s and 80s, we would sell industrial lumber, and we'd sell to manufacturers. Right? They, they needed a certain block or a bolt or something to bolt onto a machinery, and we would sell them this low-grade lumber. And as that got worse and worse quality, we thought we needed a better distribution point because a lot of these manufacturers are in southwest minnesota manufactures so much stuff so we were shipping out to montgomery and uh gaylord and wilmer and all over the place so we looked for a place um to distribute from and then we found a sawmill nearby and said god we can cut cottonwood trees into creating lumber and it's clear perfect no knots no wane no nothing it ain't gonna last more than a few months because it's gonna twist and warp Sure. But it's sure going to go out real fast with a block or a crate. And yeah. it was, that's how we went to Jordan. Cool. And then David went there to start kind of the building industry part of it, this, the lumberyard part. And so there's not like well. a second version of Cywix in Jordan. We, like it, it, it doesn't have the same feel as the one in Northeast, though, does it? No, no, it's different. It's, you know, we're the city store, they're the country store, right? Yep. And we mm-hmm. kind of focus on renovation and old, old houses, and that's how the moldings and all that comes about, and the hardwoods and all those things. But they do a great job of their home building yard now, and they do a lot of pole buildings or salt materials sure. for pole buildings. And they got lots of specialties, too. Um, just, you know, God, no, 14 acres. Visit. 14 acres are not as cozy as one you know <laughs> right yeah they've got a little more space <laughs> yeah they do. out in the country one yeah, yeah that imagine that huh? yeah yeah you've got so, kind of of a primo spot up there no we spot. like it yeah. yeah so one of the one of the big things i i noticed um sorry i kind of just jumped right in there no you're supposed to it's the your um where you been yeah <laughs> well you know that one of the big shifts i've seen in is when you took things over a couple of years a few years ago and um, I was just curious as to, you know, what that transition was like and, um, you know, what you got going on now and yeah. what were you working with before? And yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, with um, me and my brother being heavily involved in the business and doing kind of our pieces that we talked about, we both ran things together and did different things in the, in the uh, office part. And we shared and did a lot of things. But after my dad passed away, we kind of thought, hey, you know, we are getting to have a 40 employees or we don't want to have more than 50 employees. Maybe we should separate so we can stay under that employee situation. And, oh, sure. And, yep. and, you know, just make things. And plus, plus our yards were growing differently, right? He was growing into home building. I was growing into remodeling. And it's kind of different. So we kind of, you know, we have separate businesses now, work together very well. But for our side, how I saw that different is after my dad passed, is that something that you think about all the time, what am, I'm going to run this place someday maybe, Right. And what am I going to do? And how's that going to look? And you think and you dream and you scheme. And all of a sudden it's there and you're like, oh, is he? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. oh, is he? No, I got to do it all. You know, I got to be responsible. Not that I do it all. Of course not. But I'm responsible for it all. Yep. And, and I really actually embraced it and enjoyed it because I've always been the person that I don't deserve as a Cywick to be running that business. 
I deserve it because I've earned it and I've worked at it and I've driven truck and worked in every position except for the mill work. I can't do that. <laughs> um, but, you know, done everything, worked in the yard, worked in the hardware store, stock nails in the basement. I, my dad had the greatest plan. We used to stock our 50-pound nails in the basement in the back. Yeah, as far away from the <laughs> Every register. week, yep, we'd have to get a pallet of nails from George A. Clark and carry it down the basement. And then every day people wanted a couple boxes. Then there we were. Why was it in the basement? Well, to keep you fit. I, that's what it was. <laughs> so we learned a lot of good things there. And I don't know how I got off on that, but... Um, <laughs> You know, Thanks, it's just that Dad. I'm not responsible for everything because I don't know everything, right? Yeah. So then when I became this responsible person, it's like, you know what? I've got great people around me. I can do all these things because we got a team together. And I just embraced it. And that was my focus is let's see what we got here and listen to people. And it's like, well, we got to get a little organized, right? We got to get a little cleaned up a little bit. We need to show more. And, you know, as, you know, that was in 2017, 2018, um, things are getting a little better, economy and business, and, you know, uh, businesses are failing, right? Set Ace Seven Corners, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, that's how we started really with Milwaukee. Ace kind of, I mean, that Seven Corners went out. Um, Youngblood Lumber closed a few years back. Yep. Let's boom up our, you know, uh, hardwood lumber supply. Um, yep. You know, Share Brothers moved out of the river yard. That was a great resource for us. They referred tons of people to us, but... We got it. We got a, 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 a op- opportunity there to improve our quality of lumber. So we started buying better quality lumber, and you know, just a lot of different things happened over time. And we just looked at things. Emily, my daughter, has got a lot to do with it. She's got that global thing, and she yeah. can. She looked at things a little bit and said, "Hey, we gotta. Here's what we gotta look at." And I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, it's not. What? Why? It's not a given that businesses just survive. No, you know, you gotta it, work it, hard at it. Yeah, it feels mm-hmm. like." Uh, Oh, this has been around forever and stuff, but we've seen a lot of things go away Mm -hmm. that had been around for Mm -hmm. a long time. And And in businesses where there's family and generations, some of the next generations don't want to do it. And so if they don't, how do you, you're not as passionate as you're the previous generation or the person that started it. Doesn't mean, which is the downfall of even some bigger corporations. They're just working without being passionate about it. Not that you have to be passionate about it. But you have to like Someone's got to have a vision for something, yes. though. It sounds like your daughter's, um, you know, at least now, right now, she's enjoying having kind of this global yep. view of things. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, somewhere along the road, you have to find someone who looks at things and really wants to make the business their life, basically, because yeah. that's what business does. It takes your... I'm going to say that with a like, sort of <laughs> well, tear in my eye. It sort of yeah. takes your life from you. But but so does working for someone. Your yeah, whole oh, life. absolutely. You know? so, yeah. yeah. So do you plan to retire? Or is that not a word that's in your vocabulary? I'll be a consultant forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, retire. What's yeah. that all about? Yeah. Don't get paid for that. No. What are you going to do, sit around all day and think about things? No, it's consult. It's all about consulting. Thinking. It's all I already about. think too much anyway. <laughs> Sounds sad. We should take a short mid-podcast break. I forgot to mention that we do that. Really? Yeah. It gives, our, it gives us a chance to relax. It doesn't give the audience anything, really, because what a break is for us is just a little segment for commercials for them. So yeah. enjoy the commercials, folks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We will be back to the show after a few quick ads from our valued sponsors. Wonder Woman Construction is a Minneapolis-based, woman-owned, residential and commercial construction and electrical company. Lori and her team pride themselves on their commitment to long-term green and sustainable building practices, and they apply their deep understanding of building science to each project they take on. They are dedicated to the complete satisfaction of every client. One more thing that you absolutely cannot miss about Wonder Woman Construction is the fact that every employee loves what they do and truly enjoys working with each other. The best projects are those that are done by happy people. And Wonder Woman Construction is full of happy people. Visit WonderWomanConstruction.com to get started on your happiest project ever. Kinetic Legacy is the company that powers the Joe Contractor app. Their unique platform blends the good parts of social tech with their one-of-a-kind data organizing system. 
giving communities, large and small, a safe, private space to stay connected and to keep information and memories organized. If you and your community have a shared purpose or passion and are looking for a better way to stay connected, contact Kinetic Legacy today at kineticlegacy.us. Find out how groups from contractors to campers, tribal communities, unions, and alumni organizations are finding their way to meaningful new spaces in this increasingly digital world. Again, that's kineticlegacy.us. Reader Home Restorations is a Minnesota-based, full-service residential general contracting company specializing in the repair and painting of historic homes. Whether your home needs repairs, painting, or remodeling, Reader Home Restorations has got you covered. We understand that every home, client, and project is unique. At Reader Home Restorations, we pledge to give you a long-lasting product while paying close attention to client questions and concerns. Check us out at www.readerhomerestorations.com. That's Reader, spelled with two E's, homerestorations.com. The Joe Contractor Show doesn't let just any old company put an ad in the middle of a show this important. They have to pay us. Send us an email if you're certain your business should be featured on our show. All right. Second second half. Here it is. Um, it's the same, folks. It's, it's all the same people it was for the first half. Like, yeah. right? Nobody, nobody left? No. Merrick, you still here? I'm still here. Okay. Looking around the Present. table, everyone's still here. So, yeah, I don't know if, you know, I mean, I'm having a conversation with our fictitious audience, and I'm wondering, like, do they expect us to reintroduce ourselves or something? Like, why, do they, why are they looking at me like this in well, the second half? Well, maybe there's new people. You know, like, oh, they called some friends and said, you got to check out the second half of this, <laughs> you know, this podcast because it's Tom something. Tom Sywick is Right. Well, you know. Don't listen Merrick to the first half. You just go into the second half. <laughs> well, they can half. listen to that later. Okay. Well, yeah. we got Lori, Sam, Tom, Merrick, as we're all still here. Same yep. people. So, there you go, audience. It's easy. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, so, Tom, uh, what do you do when you're not at the lumberyard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a cabin. Oh, do you? I go to the cabin. That's my big... Or travel. I'm a big traveler. I like to travel. I love a road trip. I love to see America. Yeah. At one point in my life, I'd say, I want to see everything I can see in America. Why would I ever need to go outside the United States? There's so much to see. It's never going to happen. And now I feel like I need to go somewhere else. And you've, I've not done it. Oh, you've I've not? Not, done, not Canada and Mexico. Does that count? No, sure, I don't a think so. Bit. It does these days. <laughs> really? Yes, correct. It now days. it does, but that's ultra generally. Minnesotan of you. Yeah, yeah. Thank that's. You. I mean, mm-hmm. so are you born and bred Minnesota? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So you don't like you've you know you've not done Europe or it's any? a thing. Yeah. I'd like to go to Poland. My family's Polish, you know, and that's a big thing in my life. Go oh, to yeah. Poland. I'm you know, the second person this week to say go to Poland. Yeah, yeah. quit putting it off. Just yeah. do it. Yeah, my dad. Uh, it's so close to things right now yeah there's that yeah mm-hmm. but it's kind of ha- it's gonna happen yeah uh, you can still it's supporting them though in a way they, they need people to visit yeah that's and the truth the, the war isn't there and no right you going over and spending a few bucks and seeing your homeland would be great for them i yeah, heard so. it's a great place to visit i oh, haven't been gotta, there but it's got to be gorgeous. no it's yeah it's got a good reputation yeah yeah my i mean my folks that's the way my family was too you know my folks uh, I think my dad took his first trip out of the country was to China a few years back Whoa. to visit my mm. little sister who that's was going to school one. there. Yeah, that's yeah. a big one. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, pretty pretty eye-opening. I would yeah. think. I've been, I've been a number of different places around the world, so I feel like I've got some experience. But there's a lot more of them out there that I haven't been to it's, that look great. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, I'd say that it's great here because you're right. It's a big country. There's mm. so God, much God, I to do see. love driving around the United States. But there's also, it's a big do. world. We really too. like it. How about yeah. you, Mark? You a traveler of our yeah. great states? Yes, oh, uh, but, that but in the, <laughs> yeah, in, in the United States, I haven't, I haven't traveled. I've been to Canada, but ex- traveled extensively. My whole 20s, I hitchhiked around the country. And you mean my, you walked? Well, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, they still hit, let people. No, hit no. Well, they, they, pick, you they pick you up. Ask people for rides. You don't really. Gotcha. The thumb doesn't really Preferably do what work. it used to do. Yeah. You were but probably then, pretty cute back then. I bet you got rides. Yeah, I, I, I clean up nice. 
<laughs> but, you could still do it. <laughs> but then we got a little that. RV when nice. my kids were, when my son was a baby. And then we drove around in this little Winnebago, this 94 Winnebago. Mm. And they've been to like 36 different states. That's awesome. Is that, awesome. The place. is that the one built on a Toyota? Yeah, it's like a, you have the Toyota SR5 front end that yeah. you could like. With the with the four cylinder with the twenty two R in it or whatever like yeah it had a six six cylinder in oh, this yeah. one yeah that's and it crazy was, though it was, those little things yeah yeah it oh. was cool though because it had like had a modern computer in there which changed all the shifting ratios so you'd be like even with this big back end you'd hit the gas and we'd be zipping around you know really huh. yeah no problem lesson you here still today do it? Oh, sorry sorry <laughs> do you still, you still do it? doing it Mary? Uh, we, we have a trailer now, that mm. an RV trailer. It's not quite the same thing, but it's we like RV travel. Like we like going to the RV parks, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a great way to affordably go on a family vacation yep. too. Yeah. Because Absolutely. you know, once you have the RV, then you know you're not buying hotels. Yeah. You have a fridge where you can put your own food in there, a place to cook it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you um, do you like get social with the other folks at the RV place? Uh, yeah, for the most yeah. part. Uh, most of them are from a different world than me. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what funny. they say about you. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Somewhere there's like, God, that guy's from a different world than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's cool, though. I try to fit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it feels like the RV park would be like just an absolute you know, mishmash of all different types of people. Like, sort of. like it's not out of place to see a Trump flag flying in oh, the RV park. No. You know, it's, you know, and it was really nice during COVID because you could go to the RV park and it like didn't exist. Like there was right. no restrictions. Yeah. There was, nobody was right. talking about exist. it. Nobody was worrying COVID, about understood. it. COVID, yeah. understood. Yeah. Oh, well, cause right. you're camping. It's right. different rules. Right. right. You're on the outdoors on <laughs> the wide open. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, you know, like the RV park, very variety of people is a lot like cyber clumber just want to say mm-hmm. i bet it is oh right we get yeah. all kinds all kinds. oh for sure you do and it's a beautiful thing it's beautiful funny thing. because um you know it, god how do i say this like i've done this before when i've done these things where i'll start you got to wait for the kind of circuitous story to go because the first thing out of my mouth is going to sound stupid <laughs> Right, okay, but here it let's comes. Wait here for it. Come, here it comes. <laughs> no, we'll be patient. A lumberyard is a lumberyard. You know, you you don't think of, generally speaking, I would say that people don't associate like a persona with a, a lumberyard or a a history and a a flavor that makes it so incredibly unique from other lumberyards. Mm-hmm. But it is. Yeah. Like Cywick's, I'm sure, there. You know. I've lived here now almost 20 years in Minneapolis, and I grew up in Elk River, so I'm Minnesotan through and through. But um, I bet there's a like a pretty solid majority of people. Well, majority, I don't know, but there's a lot of people around Minneapolis who know Cywick's Lumber. Like, I hope. Yeah, no, yeah. I think there are. Oh, for I mean, sure. every time I've ever mentioned it to anyone, they're like, "Oh yeah, Cywick's, yeah, for sure." Like anyone who needs weird shit, I guess they know of you or good stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. It's completely. And it's part unique. of. It's kind of a northeast. Like, I have a lot of pride in like living in northeast, and it's kind of like this oasis from a lot of the chaos that's going on in the political climate and the just riots, the, the and world, stuff. just the pace, you know. And I mean, like, right? It's yeah. just. It's still. There's all these old timers that are still holding mm-hmm. down northeast, and it's just got this <laughs> like real hometown feel. And, you know, Cywick is, like, part of that, right? It's, like, very much. I spent a summer promoting a little convention we were doing for a volunteer group I belonged to, and I traveled around the state, and I went around to everybody and I said, come to Northeast Minneapolis where we're having our convention during Art of World, of course. We're no dummies. Right. And uh, so we combined it with that, and I'd say, they'd say, well, we don't, we don't want to go to the city. Who'd, who'd want to go there? And I said, well, think <laughs> about this. Northeast Minneapolis is the biggest small town in Minnesota. We have 10% of the population of Minneapolis and 25% of the land. Look right. that up. It's a fact. Huh. And that, yeah. those numbers right there will tell you. And everybody's got a garage. 
right? Yeah, you are you know? packed in. I mean, the houses are relatively close, but like I'm in South Minneapolis, we are right on top of each other. Everyone is right next to me. I feel. And like. It's probably the same, but it feels different. Yeah, you it know, does. Definitely it has does. A Whatever that flavor. is, I somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah, no, it's a cool spot. And there's, a, you know, there's also a lot of cultural diversity and not a lot of crime, right. which is pretty special. It's thing. that small town feel. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we don't do talk f- about it. Do you feel? Yeah, I know you'll everybody. ruin it. Yeah. Now, right. now they, all three of the <laughs> listeners are going to move there. Right. You've ruined it. This is going to be a, uh-uh. gonna be a <laughs> new apartment building on every corner. Now. They're well, getting there. They are doing that, aren't they? Um, do you feel? Do you feel some sort of social responsibility to your community up there? Oh, I do. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I felt that you know since I was young. Yeah. You know that, and and I think that goes to the further generations of a business, you know, where the first generation, they got to get what they got to get done. You know, they got to make yeah, this build baby survive, yep. you know, and perhaps the second or third generations can look and say, oh, look at how well we did. I wonder how that happened. Oh, I don't necessarily think it's because we're smarter than everybody else. It's that we worked hard and we enjoyed the giving that we received from the community. I mean, right. it's the only way to look at it. No, no retail business is anything without their customers. It's nothing. And I, my belief is customers pay our payroll. It's as simple as that. Well, they absolutely right. do. They absolutely do. Yeah. And people really don't see it. Even the employees sometimes don't see that. Right. You know? It starts but, locally. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely involved in the community and learned that when I was in a young age. To take, to take our responsibility for my, for my grandma kind of instilled it into me. Yeah. Um, and then and my mom. And then from there, I've been very involved. Well, I think um, sometimes communities take their local businesses for granted to, not to throw it back on communities, but sometimes we don't realize how valuable these things are for us until they're gone. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking at another Walmart or whatever and saying mm-hmm. like, shit, yeah. I, right. I really wish we would have supported the local businesses. Right. So it's so inter- interesting that, you know, the 70s, 80s and 90s is, oh, let's get another Mart and a Depot and a this and a that. And it was like the greatest thing ever invented. And that's what people drove to. But somehow our world has changed so much where now we like those things but there's online purchasing right is a big deal and you amazon and you do this but then somehow at the same moment is this huge growing trend of buy local and appreciate those businesses and oh, i God, i, I see that's changed mm-hmm. in the last 10 years tremendously yeah the, i mean you know, i think I agree. we feel i don't know why bit. though because well, I think ideas. we went worldwide. <laughs> yeah. Just, no, yeah, get we, we've gotten too big, and there's no personalization anymore. And now we're missing that, and we're really wanting to connect again. Yeah, it, I think it turns out humans are humans. Like we went away from something we've always known. Yeah, and you're gonna turn back to that someday because that's actually the way we like it: is to know our community and be a part of things and hear other people's stories and all of that. So what were you going to say, Mary? Well, just this, um, there's just kind of this movement in general. And, you know, I think a lot of it's, you, you go to Home Depot, you know, you're going to get bad service, low quality stuff. Wait a minute. But it's going to be there. That right? 18 year old kid who works in plumbing at, <laughs> at Home Depot definitely knows what I'm talking about right. when I'm asking for parts. Yeah. Like, he knows more than you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he should be CEO. I should, and he lets me know that. But anyway, yes, I got you. Well, you know, so I took you to the electrical area, and, and then and then you look at like where is our money going? Well, it, you know, everybody's kind of sick of these big corporations, this huge umbrella vacuuming up all the money out of out of our pockets. Well, I'd rather pay a little bit more and go to somewhere that I know is gonna. I'm going to be supporting a family or I'm going to be actually that money's going to stay in the community. Yeah. How many employees do you have? We have 40. Yeah. You have 40. You're supporting 40 families. Right. 40, 40 people working at a mm-hmm. place that has been, you know, in the community for years and years. You did just lose us, Merrick, um, or any opportunity for Home Depot to uh, <laughs> sponsor us. But, you know, that's oh. okay. We, uh, I guess we've it? still got Milwaukee, <laughs> yeah. so we're okay. I thought we didn't want giant conglomerates on our payroll. We didn't want to be on their payroll anyway. So. Well. We don't have any sponsors yet. <laughs> I'm teasing. And Home Depot, uh, we don't want you. We They're really easy don't. to Sorry. pick on. They're easy to pick they on. Are. And, but, but it's, you know, you also see it in our food you see, you know, this regenerative agriculture movement happening. Mm-hmm. You see, um, you see it in our, 
you know, the way that we're treating mental health in our community. I mean, everything is kind of coming down to these interactional. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you can talk about pendulums and stuff, but I, I mean, I think anytime we we kind of make this leap or this race away from what humans always have been, I mean, we are fundamentally very social. This hyper, you know, divided politicization of everything that we're seeing now is not natural and it's not going to last. And no, I don't hate you for your beliefs over here and I don't hate you for your beliefs over there. We should all, you know, we will well, we, we'll have to come together again. We have way more in common than we than we even know or like to admit. And there's more commonality than there is uh, opposition to. Yes. But I mean, how has it been ideology. battling the Menards and the Home Depot and the, the Ace Hardware and the big these big companies? Like, are you able to keep your stronghold yeah. through that the I, rise of these things? You know, we live in a big wide world. And you gotta you gotta live in it. And you gotta play. You gotta deal with it. And you gotta you can't hide from it, yeah. right? So you know when Home Depot came in, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. Seems like yesterday, right? But <laughs> uh, you know, it was oh my God, they're gonna ruin you. Yeah. Well, literally, if I, a day does a day does not go by when someone says Home Depot sent me to you. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, because <laughs> right. and, and, and they do what fact. they do well. True. They do what they do well, and yeah. but they don't have everything. And so the uniqueness Whoa. of a place that we can do is, yeah, we've got these. Got a full lumberyard. We're selling, you know, a lot of the basics that they have. But boy, we can we can introduce moldings. And in 30 years ago, we started turn of the century moldings, Victorians, you know, big big re- rehabs of the turn of the century houses. 10, 15 years ago, I said it's going to be the mid century house that's going to be remodeled next. Yep, the 50s houses that no one was touching. Mm-hmm. Well, and then so we made up another dozen moldings that no one else makes, and yep. it's in stock. Uh, you know, when we saw this happen or that happen. A company like ours can, I like to call myself, quick and agile, right? Barnwood. Mm. Oh, wow, Barnwood. How cool, right? It's a dead duck now, of course. Barnwood. (laughs) Well, No, I know. (laughs) And shiplap and all the rest of it, in and out. In three weeks, I had shiplap and Barnwood in my stock. In a year, Home Depot did. Right. You know, right. or because, you know, wrapped I can in just one piece of barnwood wrapped in plastic, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I can get it out of, you know, I get it from fresh off the you know, sawmills up north. They're weathered lumber with a sawmill cut. Bam. It was right. it was easy. Yeah. So we can find those niches. So many niches, you know, that you can find and move around and bring to your mix that keeps a business like ours new and fresh. Right. I mm-hmm. love that. You know, you know yeah. supporting the smaller hardware stores or that local is that going back to that 18 year old that leads you to the electrical department and it should be in plumbing yeah uh, because you your staff is qualified your people can you can go and get an answer whenever I don't even ask a question in the big box stores because I they, I know they don't know the answers I just sift around I try not I to hold it. it against them either um, but I do think of like a lumber yard like yours offers sort of an apprenticeship in lumber yarding of some kind you know like mm-hmm. But you don't have to stay there forever, but but at a place like yours, you're going to learn a lot of different things about stuff. And and the poor kids at Home Depot, it's it's not necessarily their fault. They're not given that education. They're just thrown to the wolves. Like, here's a computer in your hand that tells you where the stuff is. Yeah, just go sell some stuff, would you? Make sure the stuff's on the on the racks and then, you know, come back to me later. We just need bodies in the store. You can tell that that's mm-hmm. the mentality, and that's why it's... I'll walk in there, grab what I need. I know exactly where I'm going. I, I buy so little stuff from those places <laughs> now because I just enjoy the experience. Well, like when I go to Cywick, I, I know who I'm looking for. I, I go and look for this guy if I want to find the molding. I go look for this guy because I've been going there for so long. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can just go straight to the expert there for a specific thing if I'm going to order. Yeah, and or if they're having a bad be. day, they'll be salty with you too. But that's <laughs> right. okay. But yeah. <laughs> at least they know what they're talking about. <laughs> they're like, they're people. We're yeah. all people. Yeah. Right. When you're like, you know, I need that that molding, the one with the thing, and they're like, God, can you just bring me a piece of what you're talking yeah. about? <laughs> no, no, with with three curves on one edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, like, they look at you like, come on, dude. That ain't that ain't Merrick. <laughs> no, Merrick's got it. Merrick's on it. Oh, he is. He's, yeah. he's run a good business for many years, as is Laurie, and it's just great to, you know, help customers like that and help them succeed, right? Yeah, and Our motto is, you know, help the community succeed, customers, employees, everybody. That's 
I just we just want to help people. That's that's yeah, what so I love. Let's say you're that's what I go to work order. every day for. Yeah. Help people. Yeah. And that's what, back to yours. It's our human nature. It is. We want to connect. We want to be social. We want to help people. Why not? They help us. It's I've a gotten lot. a lot from so many people. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like. Like these days when you're driving around, you can just feel the anger sometimes. People are flying by a million miles an hour. And, you know, so if you're a homeowner and you've got questions about how to, you know, maintain or take care of or what you should get or something, you can go to Cywix and you can actually get help. Like people will talk to you. That's what we want. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's usually a guy in line with me that's got like some board he ripped off of his house and he looks like he doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> and then he gets up there and somebody can help him figure out what, what to all do. You know, but they're, that's, that's a regular customer you see in there where it's just, you know, Joe Schmo with his piece of wood trying to figure it out and he wants to put it on himself because he lives in yeah. Northeast and he fixes his own house. And Why not, man? Yeah. Right. That's the way it should be. Well, so uh, traveling is what you do when you when you have an opportunity. Is that where we started? Yeah, that's yeah. that's how we yeah. started this second <laughs> yes, half, I it believe. Is. Um, yeah. Anything else? Any any like what? What do you want to plug about yourself or the or the anything else? You've, we've talked about the lumber yard the whole time. Yeah. You know. Well, it's well, not, not about me. There. It's not about me. I mean, no. Like I was kind of saying, <laughs> I love to help people. I mean, literally, it's just, that's what I like to do, whether or not it's my family or my friends or, you know, whatever. It's just a good feeling because like, boy, we all help each other. Yeah. I, I we all do be... better when we all do better. Yes. Yeah. yes. Copyright that. Well, I think someone <laughs> semi-famous already said, <laughs> Who that? said that. Paul Wellstone. It was Wellstone. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not talking politics, but we're, no, but I'll take but it. we're talking about that. We're talking about helping each other. And yeah, that's, it's that's, good. Well, Okay. You know, not yeah, my, I mean, horn, my horn, you know, it's all about everybody. The, the uh, sentiment behind that statement, though, is, is rings true. I mean, we, I don't know, I feel like, uh, I feel like the, the pandemic has, you know, in some ways cleansed a few things, like changed a lot of us and it yeah. changed the way things work. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I don't know, I'm an optimist, so I just look out there and I think like, okay, we're kind of we're kind of seeing the tail end of it here. We've kind of gotten through it. We're not wearing masks right now, you know. We're mm-hmm. I've got a little bit of a sniffle, so you guys are screwed. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, no, or you're fine. Um, but you know, here we are. Like, can we take? You got to imagine your grandfather coming through the the tail end of the depression. What a what an unbelievably ugly period of time that was for so Mm. many people and i know my family stories about it are they're pretty harsh Mm. i mean these were rough rough times we can't really say that this is uh an equivalent to that but let's say when they came out of that and started to see things improving when the war ended when people came home when things got better what was the you know what was the general attitude toward your neighbor do you suppose at that time i would imagine it was let's get this done together how can we you know we're coming out of the darkness let's do this together wouldn't it be cool if we could do that now like i think it's happening yeah good you know I, yeah. you see it well yeah yeah and you're seeing it in the political too the extremes are starting to be like wait this doesn't even make sense anymore oh it's well, like watching it's your like, i love what you said laurie said you know, you just got to come back together eventually. Yeah. It's just what we all have been saying. It's like know? watching your aunt and uncle get a divorce or something and they're fighting and you're like, God, you know what? You're both just being shitty. <laughs> like you're both Correct. being really ugly right yeah. now. I don't, like I love both of you and you used to love each other and now you're fighting every day and the other one's the worst person there ever was. Like I don't want to hear it anymore. I just, everyone wants everyone to calm down a little bit and get back to doing good things, I think. We're fundamentally decent people. I believe that. So, so <clears throat> I was thinking of just different projects that Tom and I have done over the years. Yeah. You know, different interesting things, you know. And one that really pops out is the Pillsbury Mansion project. White Oak Baby. That was... That was something. That was something else. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, we did uh, the Pillsbury Mansion on uh, Franklin Avenue 
was built by the Pillsbury family when they survived the Titanic. They built a house as far from the ocean as you possibly can. They nailed it. <laughs> um, Dead I don't know. If the that, yeah, that's my own um, <laughs> assessment. <Okay. laughs> the, the, the part's true about the Titanic. But, so, they, yeah. so they had family on the Titanic that, that made it onto lifeboats and lived? Yep. Huh. Yeah, so because they were rich. And those people got the boats. Well, yeah, yeah of course. We saw Come on. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> except, we, we that, saw except that poor, one poor gal, but she did live in the end. No, she right? was rich. Yeah, yeah, but she, she lived because she was rich, but she didn't get on yeah, a boat. Yeah, like she, she was poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she in love. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone else, yeah, we get it. Anyways. <laughs> so, so, so dumb. So a training facility bought it. Oh, yeah. Closer. Oh, you managed to turn your mic off. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just a stop. No, I've Button. got the momentary one. You've got no. the full-on on-off one. Okay. No. <laughs> um, so a treatment, local treatment uh, company bought it, and they run their operation through there. So oh, great. they hired me and my crew to come in and do white oak paneling and all of this, like, super high-end um, like carpentry historic. work. Yeah, to make the basement of this place look as fancy as the rest of the place had it been cut nice. up like had it been um you know converted into multi-unit or anything like that it, it has it so the whole upstairs original? is like you know little offices or wherever okay. where you can go to your treatment uh coordinator or your therapist or whatever so and that was like they did a big addition on the side and that side was like 1980s with carpet and vinyl base trim so we that tore all that years. stuff out Oh, and put goodness. in, and and we cased all of these metal openings with backband and mm -hmm. yeah. the whole thing. And I mean, Cywick provided all the lumber for both of those projects. It was fun. It was I like mean, a chair year rail, we were there. Panel wow. walls, you know, inset sticking shoe base. I mean, it was yeah every type of molding you can imagine. It was but was in there sill, stool, apron, header crown. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it had it all. Yeah. And, that was, and, and it was really fun. And the enamel, the enamel end on the in those office areas, and then doing that at the end, we did all that fine finish on the oak down in the basement. So how'd that finish come out? Was it? Oh, it's just, just breathtaking down there. You'd have no idea that it was a dingy old basement when we started with it. I do have no idea. Or, never or get to see them in projects. Yeah, oh, right. 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 Yes. Oh. But I, I know we're part of it. always so, the bridesmaids. Never the bride. That no, kind of thing. No, 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 not quite. <laughs> There's, there's, you have to say there's an addiction to this. And we have, we're so lucky, even with you supplying that beautiful wood, you know, and we got visuals. True. We're not just on a computer <laughs> throwing yeah. stuff out into the air. We really have a, an amazing uh, uh, opportunity to see it, touch it, feel it, smell it. Mm -hmm. There should be an app where you can kind of file those things yeah. and take pictures and work it into your <laughs> oh website. It's, it's crazy. Really, Tom, what are it. you thinking? <laughs> there should be an app. That's hey, all I'm saying. You mean we're like, like maybe we could do some of this work and then share it back into sort of a social ecosystem that's also for the contractor to do stuff and then you could see the work and kind of be connected to it and stuff like that? You lost me with social echo word, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yes, it's <laughs> like that, just like that. I think, yeah. Well, you'll just have to wait and see what comes out because it's in there. Um, yeah, that's nice of you to help plug our own little product. We're not good at that yet. It's okay. It was appropriate. It was, yeah. it was totally you know, Well placed. I mean, it's, there's no setup there, it's happening. No, I loved it, I loved it. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, we could keep going, but we have, uh, you know, we have guests listening to this show to think about, and we've taken a full hour of their time. If, if we want to keep going, we can, but otherwise, I think we could probably wrap it up for the day. What yeah. do you think? Well, we had our great first person that we got to interview, and I got kind maybe of a he'll shoulder shrug from time. <laughs> Sam, it's your call, baby. <laughs> I don't really know what I should have said is hey you guys we've we've done an hour we should uh, we should head out of here so is there anything anything you'd like to leave our listeners with your brother and the, and the two other people who are listening uh, oh that's right that's one yeah. like, oh. the one down oh. in Florida right he's, yeah. he's the other man and the other two people um, no just you know thanks for listening I mean it's it's an honor that you know I was asked and it's just a fun thing to do really 
um, you know, these kinds of things evolve. You know, uh, the fireside chats in the 20s and 30s and these little, you know, storytelling. But, uh, you know, now we're podcasting it and it's just a great thing to be a part of. And, you know, I, I had a good time. I love it. Um, that's actually the way I think about this. Not not relating us to uh, FDR or whatever in the fireside chest, but old timey radio. That's what sure. this reminds me of. Yeah. You, you sit and you talk and you listen and that's mm-hmm. what it is. So, yeah. well, we really appreciate you coming in. Um, thanks for all you've done uh, up there in Northeast and, and for having the place. And thanks for coming and joining us. Thanks again. We yeah, appreciate thanks, you. Thanks, Tom. Thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode of the most important show out there. Before we go, we want to thank you again for supporting us and for all the lovely things you say about us on social media. Shows like this grow with help from people like you. And remember, keep sending us your questions. We really appreciate the stories and the great insights we gain from our audience. We also want to remind you that you can buy shirts, hats, and more at joecontractorshow.com. Be good to each other, and we'll catch you on the next show.